So South Carolina could be a potential landing spot for Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson if he enters the transfer portal. It's a move that would make a lot of sense in my eyes. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Boy, there was a lot of rumblings that were stirring on Wednesday morning and afternoon as it was reported by 24-7 Sports that K.J. Jefferson could be entering the transfer portal here very soon. And it was also reported by 24-7 Sports National College football writer Brad Crawford that South Carolina would be the front runner to land K.J. Jefferson should he enter the portal. And if Jefferson were to eventually enter the transfer portal and come to South Carolina, that move would make a ton of sense. Now, it has to be acknowledged that KJ Jefferson did take to Instagram not long after these reports started to come out, and he did say that he has not made his decision yet. You can make of that what you will. You can buy that statement for what it's worth in terms of its words, or you could imagine that maybe he is planning on doing it. Maybe he just wasn't ready to make his announcement quite yet. But either way, let's just have a little bit of fun on today's show. Let's go through the hypothetical of if KJ Jefferson does enter the portal and come to South Carolina. The move would make a lot of sense for a variety of different reasons. Let's start off with the obvious one, the Dow Loggins connection. Now, Dow Loggins was Arkansas's tight ends coach in the 2021 and 2022 seasons. That coincides with part of KJ Jefferson's college career in Fayetteville. And while sure, those guys weren't in the same room at all times, Dialogues would have a good amount of knowledge regarding K.J. Jefferson's skill set and what all he can bring to the football field. And the key thing here is, Dialogues also now has tangible evidence of what he can do for a quarterback in terms of their development, in terms of helping them take the next step. Because that's exactly what he did with Spencer Rattler in the 2023 football season. And Spencer Rattler's made no bones about it regarding how much Dow Loggins has helped him as a quarterback in his final season leading up to him eventually moving on to the NFL. He did announce that also on Wednesday, and we'll definitely be sure to touch on that later in the show. But there is a uh, certain crowd in South Carolina's fan base that it's not a big fan of the idea of K.J. Jefferson coming to Columbia. And the main reason for that is Lenore Sellers, a highly touted true freshman that South Carolina believes could be maybe the next really good South Carolina quarterback here in Columbia. And a lot of these fans, their rationale really is that they're ready to see the next wave of Gamecocks take over. They're ready to see a lot of these true freshmen and maybe second, third year players 
really start to encompass the majority of this lineup. And they believe that the North Sellers, again, could be potentially an all-time great here in this program. There's plenty of reasons for excitement. I will acknowledge that. But there is something that has to be understood here with this entire hypothetical scenario. Shane Beamer isn't in a position where he can miss out on a bowl game in 2024 and not be on the hot seat at the minimum entering that next off season. Shane Beamer's seat, uh, again, I'm not here to tell you that if Shane Beamer does not do well next year, that he's going to get fired. But I think it is fair to say that after missing out on a bowl game in 2023, Shane Beamer's seat is at least lukewarm right now. And so he's got to attack this offseason with the utmost urgency. And that leads me to my next point. Lenore Sellers, he could wind up being the best quarterback in school history when all is said and done. But he has only played 21 snaps as a Gamecock quarterback. And that came against three different teams, one of them being the Kentucky Wildcats, a legitimate and decent SEC football program. But the other two games were against the Vanderbilt Commodores and the Furman Paladins. You have a possible chance here to add a former preseason first-team All-SEC selection, a 7,900-yard-plus passer with a career touchdown-to-interception ratio of 3.72 to 1. And to top it all off, K.J. Jefferson has 25 career starts to his name. My question to you, if you are someone that... Um, is not a big fan of this possible move. Why is that? Why would you not want that? Why would you not want KJ Jefferson to come to South Carolina? And I saw some people, their reasoning for this was, well, you know, are we sure he's an upgrade over Spencer Rattler? Y'all, no one's an upgrade over Spencer Rattler. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Spencer Rattler, from a talent standpoint, is the most talented quarterback that this program has ever seen walk through their doors and walk out onto that football field. And I'm including, as of right now, Lenore Sellers in that group as well. Okay? Sellers, again, he could wind up being an all-time great here. But Spencer Rattler, in terms of just his pure arm talent, no one has ever come close to him at this school. So that should not be your reason for why you believe that K.J. Jefferson should not come to South Carolina. But in terms of Lenore Sellers, taking this back to him for a second, K.J. Jefferson possibly coming here would be greatly beneficial for the South Carolina native in a variety of different ways. And I'm going to dive into those specific reasons in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, and LED headlights, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. We cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Okay, so in terms of the possible scenario of K.J. Jefferson transferring to South Carolina, you might not be on board with this idea because you want to see Lenore Sellers Go out there as QB1 this next fall. Hear me out for a second. Both quarterbacks are similar archetypes. And that archetype is this. They are both massive athletic quarterbacks who can run and also throw the football with some touch when they need to. KJ Jefferson coming to Columbia. It would be greatly beneficial for Lenore's sellers because as I mentioned earlier, he has 25 career starts to his name. And he also, kind of much like Spencer Rattler, he has been through his own roller coaster, his own trials and tribulations, and his time as a college quarterback over in Fayetteville. And it would be great for Lenore Sellers to learn some valuable lessons from him, much like maybe he did with Spencer Rattler this 2023 season. It would also be beneficial for offensive coordinator Dow Loggins because think about this for a second. Dow Loggins, he already knows that he is going to have to change this playbook up for next season to cater more so to Lenore Sellers' strengths. Because right now, again, if we were just starting the 2024 season right here and now, Lenore Sellers, he would be the starting quarterback. He would also be one of only two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster currently because you got Luke Doty, who's played wide receiver for the most part in the 2023 season, Colton Gather, and Tanner Bailey, as it was announced yesterday, first by John Whittle of TheBigSpur.com. They're both leaving the program. And Dante Reno is coming in, and sure, Dante Reno, I think, he could also be a really solid quarterback here. He also would be a true freshman. Right? So... He would be catering this offense right now to Lenore Sellers. He would not have to change that if K.J. Jefferson came here. And the cherry on top of it all is if K.J. Jefferson were to come here, Lenore Sellers could learn about the new scheme while sitting behind K.J. Jefferson. In my opinion, that would be a win-win for everybody. 
One last potential benefit that I want to touch on before I touch on a potential concern that I do have about this possible move here. The 2024 SEC slate for South Carolina. It is a gauntlet. If y'all have not looked back at it already, uh, when looking at the 2024 schedule, I'll just go ahead and list off a few of them for you. Four of your eight SEC games next year are against Alabama, LSU, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Each of those teams won nine games or more in 2023. You throw in Texas A&M, and basically half of your conference schedule for 2024 is against the old SEC Western Division. Feels weird saying that. Lenore Sells could be ready to be the starter for South Carolina. But do you want to find that out against this schedule? Against a bunch of teams where he doesn't have a good idea of what exactly they are in terms of their scheme, in terms of the players that they got. Sure, he watched Spencer Rattler go up against Missouri and Texas A&M, but Alabama, LSU... And Ole Miss, which a program that cycles out players every single year because of how much Lane Kiffin leans on the transfer portal. Do you want to put him through that in his first year as a full-time starter? Or would you like to have a guy in KJ Jefferson who has faced all of those teams each of the last three seasons? And also, let's be honest, KJ is not worried about Vanderbilt. He probably wouldn't be that worried about a team like Kentucky. Oklahoma, that's also a different animal. But nobody's played Oklahoma yet. And that won't start up until literally the 2024 season. So, keep that in mind as well. KJ Jefferson, sure. It might not be just him having an advantage because you could also argue, well, all those teams also know what kind of quarterback he is because of how much they faced him. That is also true. But that experience against those teams, against those coaching staffs, would still be invaluable for Dow Loggins and for the rest of this offense with KJ Jefferson having that under his belt if he were to come here and play for this team next year. Now, I've talked about a lot of the benefits up to this point of KJ Jefferson potentially transferring to South Carolina if he does enter the portal. But there is one potential concern that I do have about this possible move. And that is the NIL commitment you would have to make. Matt Rule made a comment the other day about starting quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And his comment was basically this. Your top-of-the-line quarterbacks are going for anywhere from $1 million to $2 million on the open market. And I will say um, he is not wrong about that. He's absolutely 100% correct. Now, you might therefore ask me, well, Andrew, let's say KJ Jefferson comes to South Carolina, and let's say uh, he wants to take advantage of his NIL opportunities, which I'm sure, at least to a certain extent, he would. How much do you think he'd be worth? If you ask me that question right now, I'd tell you that I think KJ Jefferson is worth anywhere from $750,000 to a $1 million. And I think... Rightfully so, at this very moment, if he were to enter the transfer portal right here and now, he would be the top quarterback in the portal, bar none. Will Howard, Tyler Van Dyke, Will Rogers, forget it. KJ Jefferson's better than all those quarterbacks, in my eyes. So, the question here is this. 
if that ends up panning out, let's say for South Carolina, you're trying to both obviously retain guys on your roster and also get some really good players out of the portal to plug up holes. Talked about this the other day on the show. If you want to do something like that, sort of two different stages of the transfer portal cycle, you got to have around about $2 million worth, at least in your budget. If KJ's taking up about 35 to 50% of that budget, that's a large chunk of money that will not be going to other portal players that you could possibly get. You need a starting wide receiver, for example, to complement Juice Wells. I brought up Florida International wideout Chris Mitchell on yesterday's show. You probably need to get yourself a running back. You probably need to get yourself a defensive end. You probably need to get an outside corner. Those are premium positions for the most part that I'm referring to right there. You're probably going to get an offensive lineman or two. It is going to cost you. It's going to cost you some money. So, again, KJ, heck, he could go into the portal and say he wants to come here, but he could also turn around and say, NIL is not my biggest priority. I'm definitely going to take advantage of it to a certain extent, but I'm mainly going to come there because I want to be without logins. That could also happen. But let's say, again, he takes full advantage of his NIL chances. That will take out a decent amount of your budget in terms of money that you can allocate to different transfer targets. And that is something that Shane Beamer and the staff, if this all, again, this all depends on if Jefferson enters the portal in the first place. But if he does, and this staff, for good reason, would be very interested in him, you do have to account for this. This has to be a part of your equation. Monetarily speaking, considering all the needs that you do have, is it worth it? That is something that the staff is going to have to consider should all this play out. Now, another big reason why we've been having this conversation in the first place is because Spencer Rattler officially announced on Wednesday afternoon to the surprise of pretty much no one that he is moving on to the NFL. And so I have seen some people talk about this question, and I want to bring it up to you. Was Spencer Rattler worth it for South Carolina over the past couple of years? I'm not talking about the money that was spent on him. I'm just talking about was it worth it to bring Spencer Rattler here to Columbia? I'll give you all my answer and full thoughts in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. It is conference championship week here in college football. On yesterday's show, I talked about the Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Washington. So for today's picks, I want to talk about the SEC title game between number one, Georgia, and number eight, Alabama. For the Georgia Bulldogs, I am going to say that quarterback Carson Beck throws for less than 271 and a half passing yards because Alabama's defense, probably the best that he'll face all season long. They got really good edge rushers and they got a great secondary. Beck can be a bit turnover prone at times and I think that's going to cost him some in this game. For Alabama, I think quarterback Jalen Milrow will accumulate more than 38 and a half rushing yards in this game. Georgia struggles to contain dual threat quarterbacks this season and they've struggled to sort of contain the edge in the run game as well. I think that Milrow is going to take full advantage of that. 
Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash college and promo code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. We no longer have to wonder about Spencer Rattler's status for this upcoming season. Spencer Rattler made it official on Wednesday afternoon. He has declared for the 2024 NFL Draft. He sent a massive thank you message out on social media to the fans, to South Carolina, to Shane Beamer, Dalog, and his teammates. He thanked pretty much everybody for everything that they did for him throughout his time here in Columbia. And obviously, from a statistical standpoint and a talent standpoint, Spencer Rattler is definitely one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback potentially that South Carolina has ever had here. But the question I will ask all of you, that I've already actually have asked all of you, is was Spencer Rattler worth it for the past two seasons? Because I've seen a lot of people that have been poking at the fact that, you know, well, despite how good Spencer Rattler was for South Carolina, you know, the Gamecocks went 5-7 and seven in 2023. And you know what? They they won two games against Tennessee and Clemson to end the 2022 season. Got eight wins that year, made to the Gator Bowl for a very entertaining matchup against Notre Dame. But beyond that, what all happened while Spencer Rattler was here? And so that is what led to me um, deciding to bring up this question to all of you on today's show. So with that bearing in mind, let me give y'all my full answer and definitely let me know your thoughts in the comments section on YouTube or, you know, let me know in the comments whenever you uh, follow me on X or on Facebook. I think that Spencer Rattler was absolutely worth it for South Carolina. The fact that he was here each of the last two seasons. The reason why is this. Spencer Rattler, when he left Oklahoma, he was arguably the most polarizing player in all of college football. You had one group of people who felt bad for him because he was in a situation that would have been tough for any quarterback. You have essentially a five-star dual-threat quarterback in Caleb Williams who clearly has proven at this point that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the sport and will be pretty much a first-round pick, if not a top-five, number-one overall pick this next April, sitting right behind you. It's a lot of pressure. No matter how much you try to block out the fact that you got a guy like that with that kind of talent on your heels... I would have to imagine it's dang near impossible to be able to actually do that. And of course, Spencer Rattler, he did wind up eventually getting benched. He wound up eventually transferring out of Norman. There was a lot of accusations thrown out about him, saying that he was a bad teammate. He was a selfish guy. Um, You know, that the locker room was split because of maybe some things that he did. All that stuff. And admittedly, what he did on QB1, that Netflix show like six, seven years ago when he was a high schooler still, that admittedly did not help his image either when it came to that entire situation playing out. But Spencer Rattler at that point in time, sure, he had plenty of teams that were interested in him, but he chose to come to South Carolina. And while it was an opportunity for Spencer Rattler to change the narrative about him as both a quarterback on the football field and also as a teammate in in a locker room, it also was an opportunity for South Carolina. Hey, you're not used to getting quarterbacks like Spencer Rattler. Let's just go ahead and be truthful about this. South Carolina does not get five-star quarterbacks ever. 
They don't. Here comes Spencer Rattler, considered to be one of the most talented quarterbacks to come out of high school in the past decade. And he has decided to come to your school and be a part of your team and your program and play for you as your starting quarterback. And South Carolina was this close to screwing it all up in 2022. No question about it. After the Florida game, I mean, season was on the brink of disaster. Potentially a 6-6 six and six record that you were staring at. The Tennessee and Clemson games then happened. It changed the narrative of that season, and it changed the narrative around Spencer Rattler. You get a new offensive coordinator to come in this year. Spencer Rattler, sure. The team record is not reflected, but he had a much better season in 2023 compared to 2022. He learned how to be an NFL quarterback, how to handle himself in front of the media, how to field the tough questions, how to handle little pressure on the football field, how to navigate the pocket, how to go through your progressions, how to make checks the line for blitzes. I could go on and on and on. But here's the main thing that we all need to remember. South Carolina, they did not screw it up for Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, for the most part, I think anyone would say, he rectified everything that happened in Oklahoma. And the idea of him being a bad teammate, and just a really horrible, selfish human being, that's gone too. Unless you're still living in 2021 as a college football fan. That narrative is dead and buried. And so Spencer Rattler, when he goes to the NFL, he will say, Spencer Rattler, quarterback, University of South Carolina, when he eventually gets introduced as a starter for a particular franchise, that guy is now going to be one of the biggest ambassadors for your head coach, for your current offensive coordinator, and for your football program and your city and your school. Everything. Spencer Rattler will give you high praise for the rest of his career, the rest of his life. You cannot put a price tag on that. You can't put a number on that. And so when people say, was it worth it for Spencer Rattler to come to South because you finished five and seven? Yes, it was worth it. It was worth every dang bit of it. So, I say all that to say, Spencer, congratulations to you. And Gamecock fans I know are very thankful for everything that you did for this football program. Go get your bag. Go prove the remaining doubters wrong because I saw that some people still had the audacity to make it out like he's going to be a seventh rounder or an undrafted free agent in the comments section on some of those um, posts on X yesterday in response to him declaring for the draft. Those people just don't have a dang clue. Those are the people that are still living in 2021. They're going to find out soon the hard way that, uh, yeah, ain't the Spencer Rattler of old. Promise you that. So Spencer Rattler, absolutely worth it for South Carolina and uh, creates a lot of optimism for the future of this program and that quarterback position as well with Lenore Sellers or who knows, potentially KJ Jefferson coming to Columbia. With all that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, 
What are your thoughts on the possibility of KJ Jefferson coming to South Carolina? Do you think it would bring more benefits or do you think it would bring more negatives? And also, what are your final thoughts on Spencer Rattler and his career at South Carolina? Do you think it was worth it for the Gamecocks having Spencer Rattler for the past two years? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.